It is Friday, September 16th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Rob is along for the ride as well. It is good to be back after uh, yesterday's sudden illness. Woo. That was wild, man. You you did. You literally hit me up like 10 minutes before the show, and you're like, I, I can't do it. I'm out. I know. I That's never happened to me before show, ever. And it was... Uh, We'll spare everybody the details, but man, thank you for carrying the mail yesterday. It's what you do so well, what you and our community too, because that show doesn't happen without our amazing community. You're right. We had uh, some great calls yesterday. I want to apologize to Jim Jin Herta. We had to cut his call out because it was a little shoddy. You couldn't really hear it. So I think his got cut. Everybody else, you're in, you're a part of the show. And I like that a lot, man. That was fun. I love it. All right, so uh, this is our second-to-last baseball weekend we're going to have during the regular season, right? Isn't that where we are? Second or third? You have 22 days left or something like no, that. Wait. Yeah, so third-to-last. Wait, one, two. Yeah, third-to-last weekend. It's getting there. It's going fast. So here we go. Um, Yesterday was Roberto Clemente Day, which I am such a huge fan of. I loved it that the Pirates and Mets were all wearing 21, that there were a lot of on-field personnel wearing 21. I thought it was amazing that the Rays made history yesterday having the first all-Latin American position player lineup. In fact, Kevin Cash said he didn't realize it until midway through the game. He said, that's not what I had intended when I filled out the lineup. We were just trying to go right-handed heavy. That's what we did, and this is the way it worked out. I thought it was amazing. Was it not? It was serendipitous, I guess you can call it. I, I just gave an award. but That's why we're a little bit late here, people. I was doing Talking Baseball before this. I just gave an award to Cash because I think that it's hilarious in such a special moment because it was like so cool to see that and a little shocking because you know a third of our game is Latin and growing. Like It'll continue to grow. And for to be the first time, it's a little, it doesn't seem right to me, but hey, man, mm -hmm. it was cool that it happened on Roberto Clemente Day. All these guys are wearing 21. I made a plea on our show yesterday, Chris, to MLB. Everybody should wear 21 on this day, and maybe we should even retire yes. it. For the very at the very it. least, we don't have to retire it, whatever. If you want to save that for Jackie, I understand. Okay. But at least on this day, I think everybody should be wearing 21. And there was a lot of like exemptions for it. A lot of people were wearing 21. I know in the Pirates game, uh Pirates Reds, they were all wearing 21. Um, you know, all the guys here, all the Latin guys wearing 21. If you're a Roberto Clemente award nominee, you can wear 21. So there's a lot of instances you can do it. Just make it the whole league, dude. Totally. Um, I think you're, I think you were right when you said, I think we should retire 21. In, in my opinion, there's not even a question. Even if you just want to say, okay, our game is a third Latin American. Okay. And say that, that so many of these guys, even though they weren't alive when Roberto Clemente was doing his thing on the diamond, everybody points to Roberto Clemente in the Latin American world in part because he got 3,000 hits and was a badass right fielder and helped the Pirates win and win and played for one franchise. But the other layer of that is the Roberto Clemente Award. And I can tell you this from just having worked in both sports. 
Um, I have the honor of working with LaDainian Tomlinson and Kurt Warner, a pair of Hall of Famers over at the NFL Network, both of whom not only have gold jackets, but also have regular season MVP awards. They both say the greatest honor they have is having been named the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And in our sport, in baseball, the Roberto Clemente Award should carry the exact same weight. I mean, look at the way the man passed away doing a humanitarian effort after an earthquake. That's yeah. It, it, it screams for this day for his number to be retired. It, it is that big of a deal, though, Chris. Two guys in the big leagues. It really is. Mm-hmm. If you speak to anyone that's nominated for the award, they're already, you know, very honored in that regard. But if you win that award, it means a lot. Okay. And there's a lot of guys doing some really good things in their communities, yes. trying to follow in the footsteps of Roberto. I went on a whole rant about Roberto yesterday on our show because he was my dad's favorite player growing up. So he's always in my head. And my dad used to talk about his physical attributes, you know, what he could do. You know, on the baseball field, the obviously he had an electric arm, but the way he ran the bases and the way he just played the game, it caught my dad's eye. And because of that, you know, you, your dad does no wrong when you're younger that he was my guy, even though I never saw him play like he was always in my head. And then as you get older, as you get into pro ball, you understand what his legacy truly is it's not just about mm-hmm. being a great ball player. It's about being a great person off the field and supporting your community and supporting communities that aren't even your own. He was on his way to Nicaragua to do work uh, when right. his plane went down. It's actually 50 years ago. I didn't realize that. It, um, 50 but years yeah, ago, I, this coming December. And that's exactly, this would have been the perfect time to retire it throughout the entire baseball world. I thought it was a missed opportunity by us. Yeah, I think in the coming years, we'll have to figure something out for that. I hope so. And I loved seeing his son and his grandson, RC3, on the back of his jersey, that little kid who threw a great ball to Curtis Granderson. I love that. I thought it was fantastic. Really cool. One other quick little Clemente story. I'm wearing a Pirates hat today, but um, when Brady played in Cooperstown, um, they were nice enough to take us on the special tour there where you can see some stuff that's down in the down in the caves down there. And I got to hold Clemente's hat. Pretty special. That's really cool. Yeah. You have the white gloves on, I hope. Oh God, of course. You don't go Those in there without paws on that hat. I think I was I think I was doubled up on the white gloves. But to get to hold that was was something special. We had with us a guy whose favorite player was Clemente. It was one of the grandfathers on the team and a friend of ours. So for him to be able to do that, I thought was kind of cool and something special. Uh, As for the standings, are you more interested come Monday to see what the American League Central standings look like, the NL East standings look like, or the bottom of the National League wildcard standings? They're all so good. I'm also interested in that AL wildcard wild card shuffle they have going on there it's separated by a half game i love that i think as far as like importance chris i think the nl east standings are probably the most important because one of those two teams is gonna get the two seed in the national league and that just is gives them the ability to set up their pitching for the first series not have to go through that wild card round i think that's that's very, very important. You know, the AL Central is fun. Like, we, I understand, you know, Twins-Guardians, big matchup. The White Sox are – who are the White Sox playing this weekend? They're at Detroit. At Detroit. Like, 
You know, they're trying to set themselves up for when they play the Guardians. That's going to be a, a big showdown. So, you know, that those are all interesting races. But I think the, the National League East um, with the Braves playing, the Phillies and the Mets are playing. I got to get it up. The, the Mets, uh, Braves are playing the Phillies. The Mets are playing the Pirates. Are playing the Pirates. Yeah, that's right. They're continuing this long stretch of games that they should have been winning. They're six and seven in, that, in the 13 games below uh, for the – Against these teams with below 500 records, there's three more left against the Pirates. They haven't been playing that well. Uh, I think that's going to be the most important race uh, coming down to the end here. Yeah, I mean, listen, obviously I'm most closely watching the Central because that's where my team is, and um, they've worked so hard to put themselves in this position. I understand in the grand scope of things that there are a lot of baseball fans who are like, well, they shouldn't even have a playoff spot because all the other wildcard teams are better than the." I get it. I understand that. And the likelihood of of whomever wins that American League Central of even advancing against the sixth seed, I think they'll be dogs. I know that Cleveland will be a dog regardless of whom they play. I would be shocked if the Twins weren't a dog regardless of whom they play. And I think the White Sox, though, just because of their big-name lineup and rotation and their closer situation, might get the benefit of the doubt from the betting public, although I'm not so sure. I know you're shaking your head right now saying no. So you think all three would be dogs. Okay. So So I understand it. I I understand the lack of interest there. Um, And I, but I am with you a hundred percent on this one, because I also will find it fascinating to see how these managers play it. If it's this close heading into the final few games of the season, right? Like those are the times where a team like the Dodgers or the Astros who are comfortably in front are going to dial it back a little bit. They'll treat it more like a spring training game. Like, they'll let their pitchers – Framber Valdez is not going to throw eight innings his last start. He'll throw five. Get him out. Get the other guys some work. You know, Altuve will get a day off. Bregman will rest. Jordan Alvarez, we want to make sure his hands are fine. You know, all that sort of stuff. How will Buck Showalter and Brian Snitker play it if it's a game difference and there's a buy on the line? Because we haven't had that before. So that's what – you're right. I'm keeping my eyes on those. Yeah, I, I talked about that this morning, too. The importance of getting the one and two seed. I know we've talked about it quite a bit on this show, but I think once we get down and we have these playoffs set, people are going to just see how big of an advantage that is. Mm-hmm. It's a massive advantage. So, yeah, that's a we think. Well, it is. Whether it plays out that way or not, whether that happens on the field, the results match it, it's a massive advantage. Just being able to line up your pitching like that. That that, that part's true. Whether it works out, I don't think it matters. It is, it is a massive advantage to be able to throw whom you want to throw when. What's that the saying? We do know. That's baseball, Susan. Oh, that's baseball, Susan. It's true, though. Fuck, man. We don't know what's going to happen. We sit here, me and you... <laughs> open our big old mouths and talk all this stuff about the game. And then the playoffs come yeah. around and we're like, I don't know, man, anything could happen. That's what makes it great. That's what makes it great. So the NLEs could be coming down to a, a true classic. Speaking of which today's edition of baseball today is presented to you by our friends over at true classic, the oh. best form fitting t-shirts around. I, I will tell you this, whether you're super muscular, whether you're looking a little gaunt, these days, like my man, uh, Trevor Plouffe, or you're a little on the dad bodish side, 
True Classic provides with you the perfect fit. So I want you to go to trueclassic.com, use the code word today. You're going to get 25% for a limited time right off this bad boy. I love it. They've got an array of colors, so you can expand your wardrobe at a very affordable price on top of everything. What have I told you, Ploof, about me and the sensitive skin, right? I need soft clothing. Yeah, a sweater, too. and Oh, massive. So I need to feel comfortable. I need to feel good. And I need to look good. Whenever I put on one of these true classics, I will just tell you this. I've been married 25 years now. Michelle Rose, most days, doesn't even look my way when we walk past each other in the hall. When I'm wearing a true classic fit, she stops, she looks, gives me the head nod, and then goes about her day. And this still doesn't talk to me. But this is the keys. At least it gets you back in the game, guys. So go get yourself. They have them also for long body options for the tall guys. They have triple XL sizing. So whatever you need, go to trueclassic.com. Use the code word today. Get 25% off and look and feel like a stud. Hey, what color is that? That's like an off-white or something? It's it's like a very light gray, but it could be it could be considered off-white. It looks nice yeah. on you, man. You look stylish too. I'm trying at this time of day. All right. Speaking of older dudes, Justin Verlander's back on the mound. After dealing with that calf, he said it wasn't a strain. He called it something else. Um, is he still the Cy Young favorite at this point? Well, Chris, according to Vegas, yes, he is. Uh, uh right now, the current according odds, to Ploof. current odds. This is what I do when you ask me these ridiculous questions. Minus 135 for y'all, JV, right behind him, Dylan Cease at plus 165, yeah. Framer Valdez plus a thousand, and then McClanahan is also there at plus a thousand. Now, I don't necessarily think he is the front runner yet. Yeah. Or he's he I don't think he still is the front runner, in my opinion. I think if he comes back and has a few good starts here at the end, then yes. But the way Cease has been going, the way Valdez has been going, it wouldn't shock me if Valdez snuck a few different first place votes. And you could say the same thing about Cease. I mean, Framber has 24 consecutive quality starts. He just threw a freaking complete game shutout in his last game. He's getting better. Now you just said they might rest him, you know, in, in one of his last two starts. I don't know if that's the case. He'll probably just do his damn thing where he goes six innings pitch, less than three earned runs. That's what he'll do. That's what he does. So if you kind of like look at the stats and where everyone is, I mean, Framber leads the AL in innings pitched right now. 179 and two-thirds. That makes sense. He's had all those quality starts. He's going deep in the game. Um, the ERA, Verlander's still there with a 184, McClanahan 213, Cease 216, Valdez 25. All these guys are having incredible years, and I don't think there's one that's really, really separated himself. I like to look at whip. Verlander is leading that at 0.855. McClanahan is a hundredth of a point behind him at 0.60. Oh. Um, Valdez is right there. Oh, Cease is right there. So these guys are all jumbled up together. I think right now, if we just stop the season right now, I think Cease might get it. All right, so two questions I want to ask you. One is that Verlander's barely top 30 in the league in strikeouts, whereas the rest of these guys are way up the food chain. Does How much does that matter to you when, when the numbers are this close? Uh, it, it matters. I, I have to get the FIP up. I don't have it in front of me. Why doesn't it be? Oh, there it is. Verlander still, yeah, he, well, it doesn't matter because he's third in FIP. 
Okay. Um, the other thing and all is, those guys are top five and fib, so it's like they know, have not right? separated themselves much at all. We have to remember that this is not computerized and then tabulated. It is a human vote. There is that aspect of people looking at Justin Verlander, of coming back from Tommy John after having not pitched basically for two years and being almost 40 years old and wanting to be part of the vote that says, yeah, I voted for a guy who, because, you know, you can't argue. Like if he were to get the Cy Young, you can't be like, oh my God, what a crime this is. So I, I actually think that Verlander is going to get a healthy percentage of the vote as long as he doesn't blow up over these last few starts. But because there's of that. But what there's there's nothing. I understand him coming back. It's a great story. But there's nothing that really really separates any of these guys. I mean, Cease is at the top of the leaderboard for a lot of these things. And how about Framber has three complete games. Nobody else has more than one. I mean, there's a lot of things that these guys have done well. It's it's. I guess you're right. It's going to come down to this like human emotion who you like the most. Because yes. just because well, the numbers well, are so like and um I think like and respect are a lot are very different. I respect all these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the human side of things, you're right. Whether who who you like does factor in. There's no question. Even in missing the time, Verlander still leads the league and wins. Valdez right behind him with 15. Verlander has 16. Guess who's in third? Cease. Yeah, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. I'm just saying, if you look at any of these top 10 statistics, AL pitchers, they're all just right there. I know, right? I do think that he is the leader. I do. And I didn't have to necessarily look at a – not that I mind you looking at in the betting world, but I'm just saying that just based on my own eyes, I think that's who it is. Okay. Interesting. I wonder where Otani's going to finish. For the Cy Young? Sixth. Probably fifth or sixth. You know who should get votes but won't even be mentioned right now is Emmanuel Classe. He's been lights out. I bet he will get uh, votes. I bet you he will get votes. Get These writers, they like to be like, you know, cutting edge. Like, look at us. Like, they'll do that. Okay. Cutting edge. He's also a huge reason why the Cleveland Guardians are in first place. Huge. Exactly. All right. Uh, what happens this weekend? Aaron Judge climbs closer to Roger Maris's American League mark, or Albert Pujols inches closer to seven hundred, or maybe the answer could be both. I think the answer is both, Chris. Oh, Look, yes. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, there's a few places in the big leagues that you're like, I'm going in. And I need to hit a homer or else it's a failure. Okay. And I guess that Milwaukee's one of those. Milwaukee is one of those. Even with their starting pitching, Corbin Burns went last night or two nights ago, whenever the heck it was. Uh, they still are lined up for some good pitchers. I believe he faces Woodruff. Um, but Aaron Judge going into Milwaukee is a mismatch. I'm just talking about the stadium. That is a place you go to hit homers. Uh, Arizona used to be another place where if you didn't get a homer coming out of there, I think it's changed a little bit with the humid, the humidor that they put the balls in. Mm-hmm. Um, but Milwaukee is a place where you go to hit homer. So I believe, and we were talking about this this morning with Jake, like he has 58 right now. Like he could, or is this 57? 57. 57. He could get to 60. 
this series. Like there's a chance that he has a massive game and, and like he might get to 60, 61 in this freaking series. So I think he's in hit homers. And then if you look at Pujols, he's going up against the Reds. I think he might face two lefties in this series. Well, so, hey, man, go get your thing. Go do it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna think positively. I think each one adds one. I think each one adds one. I really want it to happen. God, I want to see a guy hit 700 homers, the worst way. And I want to see he, Judge do his thing. He's looking good. He had a, he had a nice double. Pools had a nice double there in the yep. Wayno Yachty game. Uh, smoked that ball. Yep. I think I think Judge gets two. Pools gets one. How about that? Mm, God Almighty! I would from your lips, man. That's that would be great. Judge has very, very little action against this Brewers pitching staff. Only 12 career at-bats against the entire staff combined. And Pujols, against the guys who are currently on the Reds roster, 60 combined at-bats, only one homer. Judge is homerless against the Brewers that are currently there. Okay, so he's, so, so he's not going to face Lodolo, but I believe he'll get Mike Minor, Pujols. Yeah, I think that's what I heard. I think he gets Mike Minor. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're okay. All right, this is one of the more fun questions we've had in a while. Holy smokes. More memorable visual from Thursday's action. Jordan Groshans, who just got called up by the Marlins, hit his first Major League homer. That's great. That's cool. The better thing was his brother's reaction, and if you're just joining us audio only, you got to come join us on the YouTube. As his parents are hugging and celebrating, his brother starts hauling ass around the empty stadium, flying through rows of seats, doing the airplane Brett Phillips thingy. Unbelievable reaction as he's going up and clapping and high-fiving people, all sorts of stuff. But was that visual better than the first pitch with a hockey stick up at Target Field from the Minnesota Wilds' Alex Goligoski, who is from the Twin Cities? I've never seen this before. Which one were you like, that's cool? I mean, the brother celebrating hits me hard, dude. I love family reaction videos. I do. They get, I tear up and shit like that all the time. I'll let you talk about that one, though. I'm going with my guys in Minneapolis. The hockey, we've seen dudes that can handle a stick. They can do anything with a stick. They could eat off a stick, use it as a plate. They could use it as a fork if they wanted to. And here we go with the freaking nice one timer strike right down the middle. I think that's a hockey term. It looked like you got to practice that to feel the ball on the end of your stick right there. Like that takes a little bit of practice. I think he's probably back in the backyard doing that, but to go just middle, middle eight seamer, pretty impressive right there. Did you just call it an eight seamer? Yeah. Uh, that thing was just right down. The, I would let me tell you this. Hey, bring that shit. I would have taken that thing up top. Stop. Giovanni Moran was the guy who had to catch it. And you saw, he kind of like, didn't know what to do. It was almost like a knuckleball. Because he's thinking, okay, it starts rising up. And he's like, okay, I go up. But no, 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 now it's coming down. It was almost like a great little change up. Mm. It's impressive. There's this video out that's all over Instagram. I keep getting sent it. Uh, like the guy, he's playing tennis. or He's he's pitching with a tennis racket. And it's kind of yeah. like the same thing. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. He hits the shit out of the ball. I mean, those guys hit the, hit the tennis ball 120 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. He's making a curve, do all that thing, kind of same vibes. Uh, Goligowski, why don't you come join us for our next floorball tournament? 
No, please Dang don't. <laughs> please don't. Why not? Be on my team. Be on my team. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, you guys are fine the way you are, the way you're built. You're built different. I say we put mm-hmm. them on JM Office. Okay. Let the, let the uh, office nerds have them. Um, what do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Well, the episode of Talking Baseball Friday one is coming out. I joined as much as I could. I got on there at seven, went till eight thirty, so I'm there for most of the episode. Um, I got to I missed the BBD stimulator, so I don't know who he picked today to win the World Series. Uh, go check that out. It'll be it's already out because we streamed it live. Um, we got that, and then dude, like we are coming down to the nitty gritty, Chris. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. What do you got? Uh. Lucas Giolito episode is out. Always fun and entertaining and very, very interesting. Talking about Tony LaRusso's absence, what it has meant to the club. Uh, talking about um, the hair instance with G- with uh, James Karinchek and what would happen if an umpire had to go through Lucas's luscious locks. Um, a lot of good stuff with him. Also, just I know it's a little off topic from the baseball world, but the football show with Chris Rose and CJ Uzama is out. Give that a listen so you get to find out a little bit more about the football world and what CJ Uzama does away from the gridiron. He's an interesting dude. And we just finished shooting the Tyler Glass Now episode. We did that this morning, and that'll be out on Monday. Nice. He's got a new he's got a new contract in case you haven't heard. It's a nice one. It's good for him. Very good. You're a busy man, dude. I love your grind, C-Rose. Yeah, I do. Oh, we're grinding. Then I'll be back on the NFL Network on Sunday night. So watch all your highlights there. Can I ask you a question? September, October is interesting time. Yes. I'll save it for the ant portion. Oh, okay. You sure? Wow, you just teased it. If you are joining us via podcast form or on our YouTube channel, first of all, thank you very much. But you can also join the party live by simply downloading the AMP app on your iPhone Every Monday through Friday, 11.30 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be cranking it up come playoff time as well. So make sure you join us. Um, Everybody have a good sporting weekend. For our amazing producer, the one and only Robbie Scirocco, and the hardworking Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.